0: Hello, welcome to the latest episode of my Beyond Net Zero journey podcast where I, Chloe Thomas, the owner of the business e-commerce master plan, am sharing the steps we're taking our journey on making our business net zero. So to the point where we don't use carbon or we offset what carbon we use and woohoo, I've managed to get out another episode without it taking me six months to do it. So that's kind of cool. It's a big win. Um, Definitely nothing to feel guilty about, which will make sense if you've heard episode four. Um, But this is episode five. And this episode is about travel. So for my business, we um, produce content, podcasts, books, etc. And we... So most of our most of our carbon is in the use of software, the use of electricity that 's something i 'm yet to get into. our biggest probably i 'm assuming um, use of carbon is our traveling. so I attend events and I also um, speak at events, so I get paid to go to things. so travel is something which we can 't entirely eliminate, but we now have a travel policy to take us. A lot closer to net zero than we were before. So I thought I'd take you through it, what it looks like, and um, how we've done it. Because I think travel is probably where we were using the most carbon um, in the business pre-pandemic. So we now have a net zero travel policy at e-commerce master plan, which sounds rather grand um, given the business is me and a tribe of freelancers, but as I said, it's probably our biggest negative impact. And even though I'm the only one who travels to have this policy, um, makes it a lot easier to have conversations around it with people. And also, now I know, I've I've written it down in stone, this is what we're doing. I could now make decisions based on it. Because it's all about making those conscious decisions. So there's three parts to what I'm going to take you through. First of all, Reducing our travel, so making a decision of do we actually need to make that journey. Secondly, reducing the impact of our travel by using different travel methods or by offsetting when we do use carbon when we're travelling. And then thirdly, encouraging others to reassess their travel impacts. As I mentioned, I think probably in every single episode of this, and I mentioned an awful lot. At this point, with the platform I sit on here at Ecommerce Masterplan. master plan we have a big audience I speak to a lot of people I speak on a lot of other other podcasts a lot of other shows and events so there's a big opportunity for me to change the way other people think about travel and about other elements of this by being open and talking about it hence the third part of what I'm going to take you through is encouraging others to reassess their travel impacts and hopefully simply by putting this episode live I will encourage some of you to change your travel impact too. So part one, reducing our travel. The first, the big old decision is we're not flying anymore. I am not flying anymore. If someone wants me to go to the States to talk at an event, it's not going to happen because the flights are just too carbon intensive for the point of the the journey. So we're just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Um, and... Going by sea, I'm not as good as Greta. I hate the idea of crossing the Atlantic on a sailing boat. And cruise ships are arguably as bad or worse than planes. So therefore, they're not an option either, which means I'm basically landlocked. I'm here in Europe. I don't know, maybe someone could get me as far as Asia by train. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's basically no flights from now on. Um, I guess the caveat to be, to that, if I'm being totally honest, I would probably break that rule if someone was willing to pay, I don't know, triple my speaker fee, probably more than that, and also fly me business class and pay double the offsetting, some kind of crazy ass carbon offsetting to deal with it. So I suppose there's those a are level at which I would agree to fly, but Actually, personally, I'm really looking forward to never flying again. It's just such a faff. Um, Not my favourite way to travel. I don't dislike flying, but oh, just to think I don't have to worry about small pots of the right number of small pots of toiletries anymore. There's a lot of benefits to not flying anymore. Um, so, yeah, no flights. That's the first one about reducing the travel. Secondly, reducing the travel. If a meeting can happen effectively online, I'm not going to do it face to face. Okay, so if a meeting can happen effectively online, I'm not doing it face to face. I don't need to drive to have coffee with you. I don't need to travel to London to have a meeting with you if we can manage to do it face to face. It's kind of a soft policy pre-COVID. I think a lot more people are open to it post-COVID and it's something I will be um, uh, being quite belligerent about um, as we go onwards. And also, I should say, in terms of my own energy levels, if a meeting can happen effectively via email, I'm not even going to do a call about it because that will probably save time. And I haven't double checked the numbers on this, but I'm pretty certain doing a full on video Zoom call uses an awful lot more carbon than sending a few emails. Then uh, the next part is just really getting brutal about if the likely income, likely outcome of the event is worth the travel. So the outcome being the fee I'm earning, the connections I might make, the impact it might make on the audience. Is that outcome worth it versus the cost in terms of time, money and the carbon impact? So um, a few weeks ago here in the UK, we had a massive rail strike. Across a week, the tube went on strike, the rail went on strike for three separate days. I was supposed to be in London for three events. Now, if those three events had gone ahead, that trip to London, three, four nights, I think it was in a hotel, would have been worth the carbon, would have been worth the cost, would have been worth my time um, in terms of the connections, the impact, the fee, etc. that we were getting for it. However, two of those events cancelled as a result of the, panda, of the pandemic, of the, uh, the, tra- the train strike. So I then looked at the third event and went, if, if I hadn't, the only reason I was going to this one was because I had other reasons to be in London. So is this one worth the three days it's going to take to get to London, attend the event and travel back from London? Is it worth the money, the time and the carbon impact of doing that just for this one event? Is the outcome likely to be great enough that I couldn't achieve a similar level of outcome three days in the office? And I went, actually, no, let's, change, let's refund all the travel that we can. Um, let's save that carbon. Let's not enter the crazy world of the train strikes. And um, let's skip that event in London. So it's a constant question. It's not a hard and fast. This event is worth it, this event isn't, because the business changes, the events change, what I'm looking to get out of things changes. So that's the other question. So, reducing our travel, three things. One, no flights. Two, if a meeting can have happen effectively online, I'm not going to do it face to face. If a meeting can happen effectively via email, I'm not going to do a Zoom call. Is the likely outcome of the event worth the travel? Um, is the other piece of that piece. So, that's reducing our travel. The next one is reducing the impact of our travel. So I've just switched to an electric car. I'm now the proud owner of a Fiat 500 electric. Yes, I went for a teeny tiny one because I do less than 3000 miles a year anyway. So I do not need a big electric car. So I have switched from petrol to electric. um, And there will we will be I will partly be doing this. I'm partly doing this in order to tell other people I'm doing electric and I'm going small to stop them from buying Range Rovers, etc. Um, that's one of the reasons I've gone for the whole electric route. Uh, and also it's because it just generally I think it's a good idea. So the electric car is now here. So any car journeys I'm doing are going to be electric. So that's reducing the impact of me driving to and from the train station the post office and such things I do for the business. Uh, Then secondly, we are or I am using trains wherever possible. So if I'm wanted at a a venue that I can't get to via train or via a short journey from where I am with my electric car, there's a strong chance I might refuse to attend that event. If it involves, you know, a long taxi journey, unless I can guarantee it's going to be an electric taxi. Um, And then this, of course, comes into is the likely outcome of the event worth the travel when it gets that bit more complex I've already um not gone to Manchester for things because it's just such a long train journey um and you know there you can fly from where I live to Manchester but I'm not taking short flights within the UK that's just an utterly ridiculous idea even if I was still willing to fly overseas so trains wherever possible so public transport to keep that carbon impact down uh and then offsetting all work journeys. So we are carbon offsetting any journey um, I'm going to be taking. If it's on behalf of a client, they're paying for the offsetting as well as paying for the travel. If it's not, we're paying for ourselves and that I am calculating at the end of each quarter and then doing a big um, offsetting process with ecology. I was trying to do it as they came in and as they happened, but it was all getting a little bit admin heavy and confusing. So, Uh, I'm going to be doing that at the end of each quarter, calculating up all the offset. And it doesn't cost a lot, actually, to offset such carbon things. It's only £6.50. £6.50, that's it, to offset an overnight stay in London with the train there and the train back. And that's basically 10 hours of being on a train plus an overnight in a hotel. So just £6.50. So it's not big to do this, but it builds it into our, the budgets of the business, it builds it into what we're doing, it builds it into our processes and we've added that to all the proposals for, for when we go to visit people. So people are um, seeing the proposal, wow it's only £6.50 to offset, Oh, maybe we should add that into our policies and so forth and so forth. So that's essentially our travel. Then big part of our mission as well as becoming net zero is to encourage others to do the same thing. So we are aiming to encourage others to reassess their travel impacts I'm aiming to get you to reassess the travel decisions you're making in your business for your staff for yourself so I need to be provoking discussion wherever this this fits Um, about pre-pandemic about 50% of my trips were paid for by clients um, in 2021, two out of three were paid for by clients. So increasingly, I'm only travelling when I'm being paid to. A bit like Naomi Campbell, you won't get me out of Cornwall unless you're paying. Um, so it's really important to make them part of the plan. Hence why, as I've already mentioned, we've added the offsetting cost and our travel policies to our speaker proposals. Partly so they know what they're going to be paying for, but also so they they think, oh, that's an interesting idea. Maybe... Actually, this breakfast event, we've only got 20 people coming to it. Maybe we, we should offer to offset all their travel. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. How can we add this into our, um, into our travel policies as a business? I'm also trying to be honest about why I turn down invitations to face-to-face meetings and events. Not just saying can't fit it in the diary, but saying um, I'm not going to be attending that because I don't think the carbon impact is going to be worth it for the for the event which is a tricky one to say. Um, I'm getting better at it, but it's a bit tricky and it does, it's easier for something in the States. I don't fly anymore. It's a lot easier to understand than I looked at the carbon impact of me travelling to Manchester and I've just decided it's not worth it. It's slightly, uh, potentially could be read in a, in a more negative way by the person hearing it. So, Um, I'm doing that interestingly it has led to some some big discussions on big prominent platforms there's a friend of mine's running an event in the states which I'm not going to because it would involve flying and for one of his virtual events he brought it up was we were recording another another piece for another of his events an online piece and we ended up having a discussion about why I'm not doing it and so forth so it's bringing it to that wider audience getting people to go oh wow she's not doing it maybe we shouldn't do it either so that's happening um still getting used to doing that especially just for stuff that's happening in the UK and when an opportunity arises to spark the discussion about when to when not to travel um without becoming the preachy annoying friend you've got so this is both in work and in life I am having these discussions with people you know someone says oh I'm doing I'm going to Mallorca for my we're flying to Mallorca for my holidays I go oh really we don't fly anymore we went to the Ars of Silly for ours it was beautiful Um, and so much more carbon efficient So just putting that out there when we can um so basically just trying to trying to show the path that it's possible it's not difficult that it's fairly straightforward to do um and i think the the pandemic showed us all that it's possible to treat travel very differently um it's possible to have brilliant holidays brilliant businesses without jumping on a plane every 5 minutes and i think for me i think it's important we continue that discussion and we continue making that point and we don't just all suddenly go back to getting on planes again i'm certainly not doing it um Commuting is an element I haven't had to consider in this because I'm lucky enough to get to walk to work. Uh, Literally, it takes me about four minutes to get here. So um, driving a car, even when there's a thunderstorm going on, would be a silly move. So um, commuting didn't need to be included. But if I was going to consider that, because I'm sure a lot of you listening to this do have to consider that, I would advise you to encourage your teams to come into the office less frequently. So to offer um, a work from home option. I'd encourage cycle to work schemes. I would be um, installing electric charging points at the office if I had the power to do that. Um, Encouraging people in the business to switch to electric cars. If I was um, doing business cars for people, I would be switching those to electric. And then changing, you know, creating a travel policy as we've already run through. Personal life side of this it would be kind of weird if i was refusing to get on a plane for work and then i was jumping on a flight to australia for my holidays. so in my personal life i'm also reducing the travel elements. um we got no flying in my personal life. um yep, yeah, never going to get probably never going to go to australia again. uh electric car um, that's obviously just arrived, still getting used to it. um not entirely good at it yet, but i'm not slowly learning all the buttons and all the rest of it. Um, last year's holiday, we went to Mausel in Cornwall, which is 50 miles away from home. This year's holiday, we've gone to the Isles of Scilly, which is slightly more than 50 miles away. And we took the boat to get there, um, risking seasickness, um, which I did get on the way out and then I bought tablets, so I didn't get it on the way back, uh, rather than taking the plane or the helicopter. So we are reducing that myself and my partner in our, in our life as well, um, alongside what we're doing in the business. Here's a thought to end this one on. Only 6% of the world's population have ever got on a plane. I've probably been on one maybe 30 times in my life, so I've definitely used my quota. I'm not getting on one again. That's our travel policy here at e-commerce Plan. I hope running through that has given you some ideas for how you might build it into your business, um, inspired you to maybe take it a bit further than you're planning on taking it. And I believe this is going to help make a big, big difference in the amount of carbon my business is responsible for. So um, thanks for listening to this one. I'll be back with another update on what we're doing and how we're doing it to reduce our carbon impact in my business in a couple of weeks time. Thanks for listening. Bye.